Well, good morning, church. Uh, I really appreciate y'all's uh, uh, patience with Zach's horrible attempted announcements today. <laughs> that was uh, just a reminder why I do announcements here. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I'm not quite a hundred percent, and uh, and and I. I I texted him yesterday and said, "Get ready to preach," <laughs> and uh, and and uh, we we decided that this was the the right balance. I am going to bail right after worship this morning, so uh, I'm not tempted to shake your hands and hug your necks, which you don't want. Uh, but uh, my name is Jason. I'm proud to serve as pastor here alongside of uh, you, the people of Covenant. And I just want to welcome you all to worship. Uh, if you're a guest, we're really Really excited to have the chance to worship with you, especially uh, for those of you who are family members in from out of town. I want to say it, it is a special treat to be able to share in, uh, in worshiping the Lord God Almighty with a family member in a new space. And so I know it's a, it's a precious moment, and I, I celebrate that we'll get the chance to do that here at Covenant this morning. Uh, we're going to open our Bibles this morning and turn uh, two passages. First, Isaiah 52, and then we're going to bounce over to Luke chapter 2. Uh, the words are going to be on the screen, and, uh, and, and we'll be able to follow along with the Word of God there. Uh, first in Isaiah 52, beginning in verse 7. Hear now the Word of the Lord. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your sentinels lift up their voices together. They sing for joy, for in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, your, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. And then we're going to turn over to Luke chapter 2 as we hear the gospel lesson this morning, beginning in verse 8 and following through 14. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. This, brothers and sisters, is God's word offered to us in its reading and in its hearing. So we give thanks to the Lord God Almighty. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Gracious God, we do come before you with praise and thanksgiving for your holy word and the wisdom that's contained therein, for the chance we have to gather together around it and to learn from it and to grow in it. Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes that we would see, open our ears that we would hear, open our minds that we would come to know and understand your word. Open our hearts that we would feel its power. And by your grace, I ask, O oh God, that you would open our hands, that we would offer grace to the world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
There are a couple of characters in, in these two passages that give a beautiful parallel between uh, Isaiah and Luke for us. Uh, Isaiah is, is, is a prophet that God uses to speak God's word to God's people. And, and this is God's word that lasts now from generation to generation. God's word to us. Uh, and, and Isaiah offers a word about a sentinel. Do you know what a sentinel is? A sentinel is, is, is the, the, the guy that stands up at the top of a guard post or in a tower that, that, that speaks a word of protection and truth over the city that, that they, they keep watch over. And then in the Gospel of Luke, we have, we have shepherds. Uh, shepherds that are keeping their, their watch over flocks by night. Uh, this is part of the, the, the tradition of the story. All of you who have nativities in your homes have nativity scenes that have wise men and they have shepherds. And these shepherds, uh, they come and they visit Mary and Joseph and, and they visit baby Jesus. But before that, they are in their fields and it's nighttime. And what's the role of a shepherd? The shepherd is to keep watch, to, to, to be sure that the sheep are safe, the sentinel to be sure that the city is safe. But whenever we look at the two roles, uh, th there are some distinctions that, that are drawn, but they have an eerily similar vibe between the two. The first for the Sentinel. Uh, I, I think about Sentinel and I think about uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, or, or I think about um, maybe even Braveheart, uh, whenever they're, they're saying to, to, to close the gate, right? Like the threat is coming and they want to be sure before the threat arrives, the gate is closed, protection is there. And I think that the person that's up in that tower, like there has to be something in their psyche, some way that they're, that they're built or wired specifically. I, th I think that, that it's probably like, like a paranoia, or, or an amped upness, like an adrenaline rush. Like I'm going to always keep my eye out on the horizon. Like, like what happens if the, if the Sentinel checks his cell phone, right? Or gets caught up in a game of, of Crescent Solitaire like to midnight. Like th that doesn't work. By the way, I've never beat Crescent Solitaire. Not once. If you've never tried it, try it and you will lose like I do and it will be painful. Um, back to where I was. So the Sentinel is, is, is there and, and the Sentinel cannot be distracted, cannot take their eyes off of uh, what's out on the horizon, must always be looking out for the threat that would come. And, 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 when, and when someone approaches, their job is to assess the threat. We have these even today. We, we, we see movies in contemporary culture uh, of, of, of our troops overseas, particularly in the Middle East, and, and they have all of the roadblocks where someone has to wind through them, and there's people on the guard posts, uh, and, and they're watching over these cars, and they're, and, they're, and they're assessing whether or not this is a safe, approach or is a threatening approach and and so this role of sentinel carries forward for us today and I think that there is a certain paranoia that they have to keep shepherds on the other and shepherds I feel like there's kind of two roles to a shepherd's life the first would be a daytime shepherd and I feel like they might have even like 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 gathered together and said are you more of a daytime shepherd or are you more of a nighttime shepherd and they would like appropriate who sleeps when based on their their assessment of that because daytime shepherds they're they're being sure that the the sheep have water uh, that they're in good grazing grounds and that they don't wander away like these are these are these are like pastoral 
kinds of shepherds. They're, they're taking care of their flock. But then there's the nighttime shepherds. These nighttime shepherds are crazy. They're, they, literally, they have a stick, and that's it. And if there is an animal, let's say a mountain lion, that comes to attack the sheep, their job is to beat up a mountain lion with a stick so that the mountain lion doesn't eat the sheep. I don't know about you, but if a mountain lion's coming at the sheep, I'd be like, you, hey, you can't eat all of them. Like, <laughs> one, one or two? <laughs> that, that'll work? Like, like Master ain't gonna get too mad about that. And, but no, they, they are, and all right, so I saw, this mo- <laughs> I saw this movie Alpha earlier this year. I think I was the only one that saw it. Um, <laughs> but it, it was, it was like, like caveman prehistoric times. And this group uh, of men are going out for the hunt and they're gathered around the campfire at night and all of a sudden they hear, they hear uh, coyotes and mountain lions like, like circling around them and like they're like super amped up, like adrenaline just pumping through their veins. And then eventually uh, a lion comes in, snags one of them, takes them out, eats them and everybody's like, dang, brother just died. And then, but it was just, this is what life was like. But to be a nighttime shepherd would mean that you were always on high alert and that you you, you kind of lived uh, with, with with that fear driving your action like fear 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 supplied the energy you needed in order to be effective at your job if you weren't supplied with that fear you were probably going to be uh, a daytime shepherd uh, but at night, you had to always be afraid, paranoid, on high alert. What are you afraid of? What is it that drives your fear? Some of you might say roaches. I would say that's a creepy thing, not a fearful thing. Like, like you might, that, that's, that's just gross, right? Um, my dad, whenever I was growing up, we hiked a lot, we camped a lot, and, um, and I've noticed as an adult that he did something to me that, that, uh, that I'll never get undone, and I wish I could undo it because it, 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 has, it has, at times, harmed my hiking experiences. So uh, whenever I was a kid, he would gather up my sisters and I before we'd go on a hike, and he, and he would give us this, like, really, really scary experience he had from his childhood where he almost stepped directly on a on a water moccasin while he was hiking and he says based on where I was I would have died and I'm like 10 and my dad's telling me this story I would have died and so my dad has has gotten this in my mind that I am afraid of snakes particularly when I'm hiking and so now when I'm hiking one of the things that I notice is when you're afraid of something everything else kind of can become lost if you pay attention to the thing you're afraid of more than the rest of your surroundings right like if I go out on a hike and and I hear my dad's voice in the back of my mind be afraid of snakes always be aware of snakes watch out for snakes you got to watch out for snakes because snakes will kill you you will die right and so like if that's the thing and I'm hiking and I'm and I'm doing this right and I'm just watching for snakes where's a snake what's going on right and I miss everything else that's going on out here what have I done to myself I've wasted my time. I'm, I'm out there hiking so that I could experience the glory of God's creation and I could just be, be rested in that. But instead, I'm just looking for snakes because that's what I'm, fr- I'm afraid of. So uh, 
tomorrow if I have a fake snake on my chair, I will find you. Uh, I will know who you are. Um, what are you afraid of? Is it, is it an animal? Is it a, an experience? Is it a feeling? Is it an emotion? Really, what are you afraid of? Because sometimes, uh, sometimes if we're honest with ourselves, we're, we're actually afraid more uh, of those deeper things than those physical things. We're, maybe we're afraid of pain. Maybe you saw your grandparents, like I saw my grandparents, uh, struggle with dementia for years and be lost in a fog for a decade. And if I actually sit back and think of what I'm afraid of, I could tell you I'm absolutely afraid of Alzheimer's. What are you afraid of? Some of us are afraid of loss. And sometimes we're afraid of loss because loss seems to, to, to mount up upon itself. Maybe we're afraid of loss because we've experienced loss and we don't want to experience it again because when we experience it, it draws us into those deep, horrible places of emptiness. Some of us are afraid of relationships mostly because we're afraid to trust and we're afraid to trust because that trust has been broken before and because that trust has been broken before we find ourselves not trusting anyone and so we're afraid to take those deeper steps into relationship and we exist in that fear what are we afraid of you see whenever uh, whenever we, we, we catch a glimpse of, of these two different characters, the sentinel and the shepherd, uh, both of them, I think, uh, are, are, are folks that we can, well, we, we can identify as people that, that, that draw on their fear to be able to produce and do their jobs. But there's a, a difference between the two in this story. Uh, the first, in, in, uh, the sentinel, the sentinel actually has a job according to God's word through Isaiah. The sentinel is actually the one that has a role reversal. You see, the sentinel is supposed to be the one that calls out whenever we should be on guard, but instead, this sentinel calls out and it says, quote, with joy. I mean, what a difference is that, right? So, so the sentinel, the one that they're used to hearing say, close the gate, make ready, uh, where are the archers, right? And, and now instead, the sentinel saying, we should have joy. And I'm like, wow, what a different picture. Open the gate and let them in because something awesome has just happened. The sentinel is the one who is the bearer of good news, the one who announces peace has come, the one who speaks a word of joy to the city. But the shepherds, the shepherds on the other hand, the shepherds aren't the, 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 this, this word of joy, this word of good news, this word of peace. In, in the gospel of Luke, it's not the shepherds, it's instead the angels. The angel of the Lord is the one that, that, that calls forth. And, and, and when the angel comes forth and the, the glory of the Lord shines around the, the shepherds, they're struck with fear so much so that the angel needs to speak to the shepherds and say, don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid. Because what I have is a word that you've heard before, a word that you heard from God through Isaiah, a word that you would recognize, and I'm going to announce it now because the time is, has come. The time has come. I'm announcing joy. I'm announcing peace. I'm announcing the coming of the Lord. And with the Lord arriving, I'm going to bear this responsibility of proclamation. Now, I want you to put yourself in the place of the shepherds for just one moment. And I want you to think about what, what could have happened, what might have happened. And then we'll talk about what did happen. What could have happened, what might have happened is the shepherds could have. They could have just existed in their fear persisted in their fear they could have been so shut off by their fear that they did not allow the word from the angels to speak truth into their lives we could have that same thing happen to us we could be so focused on what we're afraid of, what could go wrong, what threats are amongst us, that we cannot perceive, cannot grasp the good news that is there for us. Are you living a life that is shut off to good news? And then what did happen? The shepherds were instructed by the angels, do not be afraid, although they were terrified. And, and they, they heard this, this word from the angels. They, and they, they were willing to allow their fear to subside. They suppressed it in such a way that, that their ears, their minds, their hearts, their soul was open to receive this good news. And this good news came to them and they heard peace. And they said, but I don't have any peace. And the angel said, peace. And so they received it. And the angel said, good news. And they said, I, I don't have any good news. I'm, I'm, I'm just a humble shepherd. And the angel said, good news. And they said, I will receive it. And the angel said, the Lord has come. Your Savior is born. And they said, I need a Savior. And the angel said, well, you have it. And they received the good news that the Savior was for them. This year, this Christmas, today, tomorrow, leading into Tuesday, don't be shut off. Don't protect and guard and be paranoid. Don't live in any fear. Don't, just don't. Let those walls fall down and open yourself up because we all need peace. We all need good news. We all have a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, I come to you with praise and thanksgiving for the gift that it is to know your Son, Jesus Christ, and to experience His love and His grace. Lord, we, we pray, O oh God, 
uh, that, that, that you would move powerfully in our, in, our, in our hearts and our minds and our souls so that we might be prepared to receive your son for the first time maybe, for the first time maybe this Christmas. And if not for the first time again and again and again so that your son would dwell with us, that we would become that spiritual dwelling place where the Holy Spirit flourishes and grows and makes himself known to the world. Lord, I thank you for your church. I thank you for the gift of Christmas. And I thank you for the time we have together together around your holy word. For the blessing that it is. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.